somebody steal my piece. If you ain't adding to the place, shawty, you can't eat. Don't be acting like you know me, bro. We don't speak. A lot of people come and go, but it won't be me. You can't break me. I just take control of the environment. Get them worked up, and then I put them in retirement. I won't lose sleep if you don't have my back. But don't you try to front on me, because you can't take that back. I'm still God shot, regardless if they like it or not. I've been busting out the seams. I don't fit in that box. Cutting people out the picture. Yeah, you might get cropped. And I don't carry dead weight, so you gon' get dropped. Bringing it back to perspective. I've been so reflective. Had to guard my energy, and now I'm so protective. I don't waste time trying to prove myself. I can't please you so much that I lose myself. I think it's way past time I remove myself. I done tried everything. It's time to choose myself. And I don't need your cosign. God did it when he threw another lifeline. Yeah, you know it's my time. to the back porch conjure. This is E5 Bayo. Grab a blanket, grab a chair, grab a pillow, cop a squat, sit right here. Get you some water, some juice, some coffee, some tea, something cold to drink. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere around the world. Get your drink on. Ah! <clears throat> I learned some lessons. Once again, Welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. Hey, this is Ifa. I learned some lessons. Shout out to the people that support me. Let me let me acknowledge y'all. Let me acknowledge y'all, the ones that send me messages saying thank you for being who you are and for sharing your experience and thank you. Um, you know, I'm learning a lot. I'm taking things in consideration. Thank you, because technically, I'm just sharing my stories, and I got a lot of them. I, man, I was hanging out since I was 10 years old 
hanging out in the street. So I got a lot of stories. I got a lot of fucking stories because I was that kid where I didn't stay in the house. Punishing me was making me stay in the house. That was punishment. Man, I'll jump out the window. I What? I had to be out in the world. Don't know why, but I stayed out in the street. I did. Sometimes I I wonder how the fuck I made it. I'm serious. I wonder how the fuck I made it. I wonder how I got saved, what they were saving me for, all of that. And I remember sitting down um, when they was doing my Ita, and it was Oya, my fun Oya, every day of my life. She said, I saved you. You were supposed to have been dead. I saved you. And I, I always will respect that. I'm talking about I was places and with people that I, I don't even know why I got saved. Mind you, I ain't questioning it. I ain't regretting it. I'm thankful I'm here. You know, um, I remember me and my brother were um, in um, in the skating rink, right? <laughs> and here I am. Like, for real, 12 years old, I'm in the skating rink with grown-ups, hanging around grown-ups, 12, 13, right? And they started shooting. My brother ran all the way back there and got me because I'm standing there running with the shooters. And my brother ran back in there, grabbed me. We had to crawl under the gate. For real. You know, I was in the city, 11, 12 years old, you know, Nobody questioning it back then. My mom's worked. She worked at the candy factory or before the candy factory, she was working at the diner. So she worked overnight shift. And, you know, like every parent, your kids are at home, right? Knowing damn well. We walked on the salt mounds. I mean, that shit could have gave out. We could have died, buried. Well, nobody going to find us. We crossed train tracks. All we had to do is hit that third rail. Shit, dead. I mean, we were. We were everywhere. Fucking pedophiles, rapists, killers, all that could have grabbed us. But they didn't. They did not. We we still here. You know? Um, over the weekend, we were. I was talking to my brother, and... You know, we he had asked a question like, you know, why do people get upset with people from speaking the truth? Especially if they ask you, not just voluntarily run around just saying the truth, because your truth and my truth may not be the same, you know. And I learned that lesson, side note, from Adebisi. Not Adam, uh, O.C. Andy. O.C. Andy, forgive me, I'm thinking of the wire. O.C. Andy used to live right there on 109 in between before you get to Union Hall Street and before you get to 160, there was the side street. And O.C. Andy used to live there. That was the first Rastafarian family I ever met and hung out. Like, he was liking my sister, O.C. Andy. But his kids and them, they would smoke weed, Right? So this is what I'm saying. Your truth and my truth are not the same. The way you were raised, the way you were brought up, your morals and principles and all of that is totally different from where 
Now, my mom's in them let us smoke weed in the house because she ain't want nobody to call on us or anything like that. But O.C. and them, they smoked with their kids. They had sessions. But they were Rastafarian. The women, you know what I'm saying? And I used to hate this the ignorance part of, right? When O.C. and his family and them, they were Rastafarian. So they believed in Selassie and... Believe it or not, because the way he used to have his head, I always thought he was from the house of Naya Bengay, but I never asked. So I didn't, you know, I, I can't really tell. I'm just thinking of his head wrap at times, right? So O.C. Andy and them, like they, beautiful smell. You know what I'm saying? They all had locks. They ate um, all fruits and vegetables. They didn't consume anything that was processed man-made, you know what I'm saying? Like, anything that was, that wasn't cultivated from the land, you know what I'm saying? And they, he would talk, like, he would share all kinds of words of wisdom and drop jewels, right? Now, this is the ignorant part. People used to be like, oh my God, why are you around them? Yo, they stink. Look at their hair. They need a perm. That's fucked up. That's abuse that they letting those kids' hair stay that way. You you do know they're Rastafarian, right? What What is that? So when they didn't know that, it wasn't my place to educate them back then. Because I had zero patience when it came to stupidity. That, and that's how I saw it. Or ignorance. So I didn't sit there when... Listen, the younger me was a beast. I didn't sit there and entertain. Now, now being, you know, older and stuff, I would have explained to people and, you know, had them sit and talk with him. But me back then, I was like, fuck out of here, right? So... They never was dirty. House was clean, immaculate. He had a house. He lived right next door to Grady and them. He had a house. They had a house. They wasn't written. He brought that. He made sure he did. He had the... At first, they didn't have a gate. And everybody used to sit on their step. And I'm not mad at him. He put up this big um, metal gate. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was the first, I think, with a metal gate, too. So... O.C. Andy, but he was mad cool. You know, if I seen him, he'd invite me over. You know what I'm saying? His family. He always spoke. Like, there was no... So, I never treated him different. Now, my friends that I was hanging with, oh, why are you hanging around him? Oh, he must be giving you free weed. And believe it or not, people would call on him. Right? People would call on their family, ACS and all that. But he was Rastafarian. You can't... You can't sit here and tell this man how to raise his family because this is what he knows. Okay. So he didn't do the immunization thing. Like, it was so much. And I'm grateful for the diversity that I had in my life as well growing up. And, you know, did they wind up moving? Yeah. Years later, he did. He took his family and went back to Jamaica. I mean, sometimes you have to go back home. Sometimes. Because the world may not be ready for it. Now, if O.C. Andy lived around South Jamaica now, niggas would love him. What? What? They would love him. They would be his best friend. But back then, majority of people, and it's still rain today, don't even leave their borough. And if they do, I know this is going to sound fucked up, but it's true. Majority of people will fly maybe once in the blue across water, but they will fucking 
Atlanta and Florida you to death. You know what I'm saying? So, and I, I like diversity. I like meeting people from all over. I like to talk to people to see, how, you know, how you were raised. And, you know, I, I, I think you're amazing, right? So, I'm really grateful for growing up, learning, and meeting people. Uh, oh, man. Um, there was this guy... Right. And I, I believe the last time I saw him, I was I had to run to the uh freshly killed poultry place um to get Angel uh a rooster. A matter of fact, it wasn't even Angel, it was Jose. And I ran into him. There was this man that lived across the street from us and he was from Cuba. He used to always give us mangoes and he'd talk of his land and his country and all of that. Yo, he was mad cool mad cool, you know, and he would make sure his kids was okay. He'd sit out there early in the morning. We'd have sugar cane, mangoes. He'd talk of how, you know, the water was and how, you know, his, his country was, Cuba. And, yo, mad cool, mad cool brother growing up. Um, we, we, we had so many different people, God bless the dead, Compton and them. From Guyana, Guyanese, we had sugar cake, you know. It says scut, scut your mother, <laughs> you know. We have sugar cake and and hasa fish, so we we didn't. My, I was grateful of living in a melting pot because I got to taste food from all over, you know, from Haiti, from Guyana from Cuba with um the man and um man you know Jamaican food like we we got dumplings you know rice and peas rum cake um sorrel <laughs> Irish moss um but we we got to taste all this you know we're burying them we we got to taste this we got to hang out we got to you know listen and Observe. I remember the first time I ever heard uh, Barry and him speak. And he used to always say words to me because, you know, patois. And he would always say words to me because he was like, I never want nobody to talk bad about you and you don't understand. So he would say different words to me. And he'd be like, yo, if they say this, curse their asses out. Barry and it was so cool because it was me and Carol. We was going to the store. Matter of fact, it was Carol and Keisha going to the store, and it was Nellie and Chris, and they was bothering them. Carol and Keisha was bothering them. So here it is. <laughs> they was going to the store on one team in Gabra, Carol and Keisha, and they saw Nellie and Chris, and they started bothering them. Right for real, started bothering them, wanted to fight them. So, all of them came from around the corner to argue. Barry was with them. They used to call Barry Bigger. And Bigger was with them. And when I walked out, I had just got my hair done. Right? My real hair. I got it um, in the doobie. And I walked out, and he looked. And I'll never forget, Nellie and Chris was like, Oh, man! 
And I was like looking like, what? You know, what happened? Did Because, you know, I was always say Carol was my sister and Keisha was my cousin. And I was like, what happened? Like, what, what, what's the matter? You know, did they do something? Or, you know, and he was like, ah, oh, man, my brother saw you. Him gonna like you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. You know, right? Y'all supposed to be coming around here to fight us or curse us out or whatever. And your brother and Barry was sitting, Bigger was sitting at the, like, near, away from my house. Like, maybe the house of Pidge over, right? Because it was my house, then it was uh, Bruce's house, and then it was Ross's house, right? Now, Ross used to play with Shabarinks in him. So, he would play. He would play in the band. So, he was mad cool. He was. He was mad cool. And so, Barry and all of them was talking. Barry was talking to him. And then, so he wouldn't talk, right? So, Terry and all of them, you know, we were sitting there. We was talking junk and stuff. And we were saying how the accent was funny and all that. And they left. They had left. Who come? Now, you could go through the shortcut, through my, the back of my house to get to you in Hall Street. Who comes through my shortcut? But Barry, bigger. And he was like, my name is Barry. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. And um, we was talking, and we would play soccer in the park. We Barry fathering them. You could smoke as much weed as you want in their house. You just can't bring it out. Don't bring it out and don't steal. Well, if everybody's not mature... And everyone's not on the same page. And people are not used to shit. They will fuck it up for everybody. So, Barry Pops had one rule. Smoke all you want. Man, I used to go over there high as a kite. Grateful for that. You just couldn't take it out. And you couldn't, you know, you couldn't steal nothing. I'm great with that. So, and I didn't abuse, because... I understand guessing fish that smell after three days. So once a week, right? I had it mapped out. We'll go around the corner and we'll puff and then we'll go home. Okay. And that's usually the day that ain't nobody got no money, right? So we we all came up with this plan. Well, if everyone, like I said, is not used to everything or used to having good shit. Or having people treat you good. Some people are just immature. And I remember Barry telling me, I need to choose my friends wisely. And, you know, I, I cursed him out quite a few times. But he didn't lie. You know, I sometimes you can be loyal or you can be so close to people that you want to ignore their failures, their flaws, you know, and because we all grew up together, I ignored it. But then I also started stop coming when I started noticing the little things, right? And then I, I went back to my husband. So I, I started noticing the little things where if we say we come in here once a week when we broke, why y'all motherfuckers is here every day? Like, yo, yo, we was here yesterday. Yo, we was here the other day. Now you're going to abuse shit. So I started weaning myself away. I used to do that even when I was younger. So, you know, when I started seeing you do things out of the ordinary, nah. So then 
we were, we were all sitting there. And Barry's father was upstairs, his mom, his sisters, and him. And we was all downstairs. And I forgot what they did. I know Barry went upstairs to go and get me something to drink. And um, I used to love that ginger beer. Oh, man, I was a freak for that. I love that shit. Ginger beer in a brown bottle. I down that for five bottles, right? So Barry, I went and got me one. And um, Keisha and them was really stealing the weed, putting it in their pocket. I ain't even take the ginger beer. I said, yo, I'm out. Nah, nah, where you going? I was like, yo, man, y'all foul. And I left. I really left. I left him there. i never forget. Barry came around it. Barry had the blue Nissan Max. I, back then, I don't know. Jamaicans just love Maxis. What? He had the blue Nissan, right? He had the blue Nissan. He came around the corner. And he was like, get in, get in, get in. We would drive like to Baisley Park or whatever. And he was like, why you leave? He's like, what? Your husband came? What happened? And I told him. Because we were that cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were that cool. And I did. I, I, even to this day, he's over in Jamaica. He'll hit me up every once in a blue. You know what I'm saying? Because I do. I have a great respect for Bigger. And um, <clears throat> he said, why you leave? And I was like, you know, I was aggravated. I was mad. Like, here it is. Someone gave you... A opportunity to relax, chill, smoke your weed, and you go home. Like, and they're gonna feed you. Like Barry and Emily was always eating, his mom and it was always cooking. So it was like, yo, they feed you, you get to chill, you get the vibe, you know, hang out with good people, and then you leave. Like, yo, or, or you drive somewhere and just bug out, or however you want to end your night session. You know what I'm saying? But why would you take? Because they're trusting you in their crib. Like, why would you take? So, and I think this is where we became cool. Because when I told him, we was in Baisley Park. And I was like, yo, you know, I, I wouldn't apologize. Yo, I, I would never take anything from y'all, man. I would not. And, yo, know, I have so much respect for y'all. You know, like Keisha and them, like, I, I called me a snitch. I didn't care. And I was like, yo... You know, they stealing. And I don't want to be a part of that. He was like, yo, say no more. He said, we always knew. We always knew. Right? So, okay. Because they would come over there every day. It's right. Well, I had shit to do. That's one. Secondly, you know, I, I'm not going to nobody's house every day. I, I, sh I ain't want to be in my house every day. So, you, you know, in my mom's house. So, and, like, whenever Barry was free, he'd come through the shortcut or we'd go for a ride somewhere or chill out for a little bit in between. You know, i never forget. He brought me my first pair of travel foxes, you know, and I'm taking it back. First pair of travel foxes, they were brown. I was like, get out! I'm white! First pair. And, you know, I loved them. So, the travel foxes. <laughs> um... So, like, we had that we had that connection. Like, we were really cool. And I'd never forget, you know, his mom finally got all the kids under one roof. They had a house that they brought. Father, the daughters, the brothers, all of them was under one roof. So they was going to have, like, a big Christmas. They were planning. Man, I was waiting because I had Tupperware Bowl on deck. 
right? And they were going like different places. He was seeing how they was cooking all of this stuff, the rum punch and all of that. Christmas Eve, Barry Mom's died in her sleep. He came through the back. It was maybe about 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. That motherfucker came through the back, shortcut, and came and woke me up. Yo, know, we sat up all night. You know what I'm saying? Um, so that I'm letting you know, like, the friendship we had, you know, um... But I also, back then, which applies now, you can't take everyone with you. Now, yeah, Barry invited me. Carol didn't smoke. So he invited me and Carol. I, on the other hand, brung, you know, Teresa and Keisha and everybody, you know. So in a way, I felt responsible because I brung them. And, you know, it's... It, I don't know how y'all see it, but how I see it is, if we made this agreement, this pack, yo, we come here once a week, man, we ain't got no money, and here it is behind my back, y'all here every day. Now, Barry was a type, right? He'll sit and watch. Barry observe you before he say anything. He's going to watch you, right? So, here it is. Everybody knew that me and Barry, we was cool. We were cool. We wasn't screwing. We were cool. So, they would bring, like, an extra girl. Now, these are my dogs, right? In my head, these are my dogs. So, I'm busy doing all kinds of stuff, um, trying to get back with my husband, Roosevelt. Ain't gonna lie. So, I wasn't jealous. I was more, like, shocked. Um, so, here it is. But we were still friends. It was cool. We wasn't screwing. And Barry would... He would come and tell and be like, yo, you know, they brung this one over there for me. I just looked at it and was like, nah, nah. And Chris and him be like, nah, that's not Donna. You know, you're not going to like her. She's not Donna, right? And they would laugh. Oh, but they would be in there telling my business. Oh, well, she's arguing with Rosa. I don't even know why she went back. So Barry would observe that. Not the gossip part. Like, how dare y'all, right? Because, and this is why I love him so much, right? I remember when they were all in there and me and Rosa had this big fight. This nigga choked me out in my kitchen. Um, and, you know, I'm not bragging about that. Please don't get it twisted. Right? Because we was fighting. And Barry came through the back door and he was like, yo, I'll kill him. He put his hands on you and all of that. So Rosa ducked out, ran, because he would not stand up to Barry. So that's how he found out that I was in there fighting in my kitchen because... They were over there at his house. Like I said, they were there every day. And they were like, yeah, she's over there. She's stupid because he over there now fucking her up and all of this. And back, he didn't even sit there and ask why, who, what. That nigga put on his shoes, his travel foxes, came through the shortcut, caught me right before I hit the floor, was ready to kill this nigga. Like, it was a big thing, right? Okay. So when we got finished, you know, some days passed. And they were all still at his house. You know, came back, smoking weed and stuff, chilling with Chris and Nelly um, and Richard, their brother Richard. And um, I remember Barry telling them, right, because all of them said the same story. He said, yo, why y'all not there helping her or being around her? Oh, because she's stupid. Just dogging me out, right? He said, what's so fucked up is she brung y'all here. 
she brung y'all here. She was the one that brung y'all because y'all weren't even invited. He said, instead of y'all helping her and looking out for her, y'all sitting here dogging out. So he got up, put his clothes on, left, speared out. If he wasn't in the blue Maxima, he was in the tan one, right? He was in the tan. He had two Maxis. He loved Nissan Maximas. And um, I remember him coming over there, and he used to be like, yo, you need to pick better friends. And I was like, what, what? So he was telling me what happened. And, you know, I didn't get upset. I didn't. I didn't get upset. I didn't get mad. I didn't get angry. I didn't seek revenge. I didn't do none of that. I didn't. I will say that. I didn't. I did not. Barry, you know, I, I was hanging with Barry. And then after a while, my husband wound up going to jail. You know, I wound up leaving alone in between that. Um, but, um, yeah, no. Nah. I didn't. I didn't get upset. I didn't get hurt. I didn't get none of that. You know, I was really happy that he spoke up for me, you know, and maybe that was one of the lessons I needed to know is, you know, everybody's your friend in your face. Nobody should dog your friend out if this is your friend. Now, if it's just people you know, everybody going to get in that gossip session. But if this is your friend, this is your peeps, nah, you shouldn't allow nobody to dog them out. And he did. He spoke up, no matter what. Um, and the 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 subject and the topic that I always, you know, for this morning, not always, but for this morning is you can't bring everybody with you. You can't bring everybody with you. You can't. You can't. No matter what. Everybody don't deserve a seat at the table. At, at least at your table. Everybody just don't deserve a handout. Like, no. You know? Like, nah. No. No. And we wind up fucking ourselves over and missing opportunities. Bringing people with us that don't deserve to be there. That don't. And you'll be amazed on how many people will use your name to get into doors. You'll be amazed. I'm, man, listen, it was this girl, she wrote me. I don't know who this chick was. She was like, oh, you know, you have to be careful because people are using your name and, you know, posting pictures that they know you and, you know, they doing fuck shit. I said, ma'am, I can't, you know... Thank you for putting that, you know, letting me know, letting me aware of. Thank you so much. But at the end of the day, the same way you contacted me, before you give any money to anybody, you should contact the person they claim and they, they good with. Contact them. I, I mean, she did, right? Because there's times when people go, hey, you know that person? Nope. <laughs> no. Or you say, I, I was at an event. I was in Denver. I was in Omaha. You know, I was in Atlanta. I was I was in New Orleans. I was in, I take pictures with a lot of people. Oh, that's the time I was upstate. Or, nah, that's the time when I was over in Boston. Oh, no, that's the time when I was over in, so, and it was an event. You know, and usually I send a flyer or be like, you know, search the history and show them the event I was in because I, I like it. 
Don't don't put me in some shit. Um, and that's it. I, I'm not... When you're at a meet and greet or you're at an event, people want to take pictures with you. Okay. Now, yeah, you do some fuck shit. It's not a problem with hitting someone up. Hey, E5 Bell, do you know this person? You know? No, I don't. I, I don't know them, you know, physically. I've never been in their house or anything like that. I know of them. Oh, okay. Do you know of them? No, I don't. I don't. I really don't. You know, or they saying that they got crowned with you. The only one that got crowned with me is Sabrina, my twin. Who got lifted was Diane. That's it. Nobody else did. No, 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 no. Oh, they was with you when you were. No, they wasn't. They wasn't. You know who was with me? The Arisha. The Arisha and Egum. No, 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 no. Force, no. So you have to be careful. You know, you have to be mindful. You have to be alert. You have to know who you're traveling with. You have to know. And majority of us, let's be honest, I knew, come on, I grew up with them. I knew they was on some shaky shit. Now let's go years up. Let's go years up. Uh, Jump a few years ahead, right? Karma. Karma. Barry and I'm opening up a wee spot. Right? Why 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 the same people that was in his house taking weed from them? Now they think they're bigger and better. So they try to set them up and rob them. Man, they beat the shit out of her. They beat the shit out of her. Cause you thought it was you supposed to? Like, why? But that's to let you know. Because they didn't stop her or correct her. They knew what she was doing. But when they got the weed spot, she thought she can do even more. Now you rolling big time. Got that big ass whooped. See? And you, you have to be... Sometimes. Right? Because they did. They dogged me out. Remember, they was dogging me out. So I don't have no association with them. They dogged me out. They they fucked me over. And these were supposed to be my road dogs, my ride or die. But behind closed doors, they were dogging me out. And sometimes, believe it or not, y'all, it works in y'all favor. It works in y'all favor. Because they could have bodied all of us. But Chris and all of them knew. Nah, they don't fuck with her. She in the clear. She over, she over there working at the candy factory. Or she over there, she in, in Harlem at her brother's house. Like... They don't fuck with her. And it was right. They, they didn't. They dogged me out. So sometimes when people dog you out and gossip about you and do all of that, sometimes it work in your favor. Every day, me, whenever I talk to me, my brother, man, and stuff, we, we are just amazed. Like, yo, we still here. <laughs> Somebody wanted us here, right? So here it is. Y'all robbed the weed spot. Now, for the unghetto fight when you rob someone's hustle establishment right their uh illegal establishment they can't call the police and say hey uh we got robbed no because then they're going to jail it's all illegal so you do street justice right 
It all depends on what you stole and how bad you want to be known or whatever. Well, she got two black eyes and got her ass whooped by a bunch of dudes. She did. They ain't kill her. They beat the shit out of her. They beat the shit out of her. Now, I was forever grateful because when we heard, I was like, damn. But I was. I was in Harlem. I was. I was right there on 143rd and Lennox. And Alex, yeah, Lennox. And um, right there on 143rd. And um, the E, the D, the 1, the 3 is how I used to get there. That, back then, right? You cut a version now. But that's how I used to get to Harlem. The E, the D, the 1, the 3. Um, and we was out there. Me and Carol. So we can't be in two places at once. Because you saw us walking. You saw us. Walking to the train. Matter of fact, you walked us halfway. And you was like, yo, when you coming back? Like Barry saw me. And he was like, yo, when you coming back? I said, my mother got decoined him, so I'll be back, you know, by tomorrow night. I said, why? You want you wanna, you know, you gonna see me? He was like, Yeah, come by the house. I said, okay. So you already knew I wasn't here. It wasn't a setup. I ain't have a car. So and she did it and jumped out the window and ran home which was dumb, but okay. So when they were looking and they thought that she had all of us and that's what saved me because it was like, nah, she don't fuck with her. And they went up to Harlem. They was in Harlem. He's like, yo, she just got to look, look, who was just coming out the train when Barry, Barry had, he was like, it, it wasn't cell phones back then. He had pages and beepers. Um, but he had said he was going to meet me at, um, the train. So he was, he, he was right there. Me and Carol got a ride and we was happy for the ride. Shit, we was tight. We had our bag of clothes and we was tight. So, and he drove me. I ran through that, you know, let Barbara know, let my mamas know I was home. And he was like, come on, we're going to, um, Baisley. I said, oh, okay. And we drove to Baisley. He told me what happened. So... But I learned that lesson of, you know, even your day ones, even the ones you think that would ride or die for you, those be the ones sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, but those be the ones that will put a hole in your motherfucking boat and watch you sink. You cannot just bring everybody with you. Everybody's not ready to have their own. Everybody is not ready to put that work in. I used to get upset, you know, maybe about six years ago when people, I used to be like, yo, why you ain't doing your company? Or why you ain't grinding? Why you ain't doing this? Why you not putting yourself out there? And I used to get aggravated until one day I was like, yo, why am I getting mad? The fuck? Worry about my own shit. Why am I worried about these people? So I don't. Um, I remember when... <laughs> I remember when it was all three of us, it was uh, the two brothers, and he was like, yo, you know, I'm going to quit. I ain't going to do my company no more. And I was like, fuck you quitting for? Because you got a bad rap or they went to somewhere else? Like, who gives a fuck? You, you, got, you already got a following. And that's when I learned that, yo, if you so quick to fold, I don't give a fuck. Then fold. Go do what you need to do. Excuse me. And I'm not going to 
uh, coach you and be like, oh my God, the world needs you. I give zero fucks. I don't care. If you're not quick to fold under pressure, listen, bye, bye, bye. I, I ain't got time for that. I don't. I, I really don't. Um, like I said, everybody can't come with you. Everybody don't deserve a seat at the table. Some people are rather for you to do everything and they reap the benefits. No, I'm not going to put the work in and you get the paycheck. I went to do the interview. I went and sat with the boss. I sat there and learned this. I went and perfected this. I researched it. I did all the work. And when it's time to get paid, you collecting the money? Nah, you must think I'm a new fool. Nah, man, I don't do that neither. At all. At all. At all. And you can tell by the way people are. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you got to dog the next person out so you thinking your light is shine, you already know those people, they only in it for a moment. If every time they give an excuse or they're not consistent, they only there to pay a bill. Seriously. If they have to tell you that they real, well, what the fuck are you? Because ain't you real already? You know what I'm saying? So I, it's, and then taking them places. I don't like embarrassment, right? But I don't have a problem with walking away. But I, before I take you somewhere, I need to see how you act. So that's why for a lot of people, when they go, hey, did you introduce them to this one? Or, yo, we didn't meet them. Oh, no, they ain't good friends. Because there's a certain people that I would... If I hold you in high regards and in high self-esteem, then I'm going to introduce you to the people that I hold in high regards. So, and they'll let you know, oh, she don't bring just anybody. You must be special if she bringing you over here or if you're going to be a part of this because, you know, you special because she don't bring just anybody. And I don't because this right here is my family. This right here is the people that, you know, that will hold it. And everybody don't get access like that. So, like, nah, I'm, I'm good. Because, listen, I've seen, I ain't do it yet, and I'm grateful. Because I, I definitely use people's experience as a, a, a motherfucking map. I've seen where people would take someone that they consider friends to an event and to, you know, places where... They are being held, you know, for a ward or something like that. And I've seen those people act ignorant as shit. Tell you, I had a friend, you know, they were, they were going into the city and they were receiving, you know, an award um, from their job. And the people they took was beyond ghetto, beyond ghetto. It was more like a gala. And I remember, you know, my ghetto ass, this is when I first started, I wasn't spiritual, I was in the street. And I remember when Ty asked, he said, yo, you wanna come? I said, yo, listen, I'm not even gonna hold you up. I don't even know what a gala is. I was being honest, right? He said, nah, it's, you know, uppity, you know, event, but, 
you know, I, I would love to take you. I said, nah, you know, I don't even know what to wear. Like, you know, um, I, I wouldn't even know what to wear. Now, back then, I used to wear my own hair, right? You, Before I cut it all off, I would wear my own hair before I got locks or anything. I'd just go get a doobie. So my hair was long. And um, I was like, nah, I wouldn't even know what to do. I mean, my hair stayed done. But I was like, yo, I wear sneakers and jeans. And I, the way you even saying this word is like, yo, that's, I, I, I'm not a good fit for that. I don't even know what spoon or fork or whatever to eat with. I'm serious, right? And shout out to Wise. I, I, I do. I, side note, shout out to Wise. Big Wise taught me how to go out at a restaurant. Dead serious. Um, he used to call me the pretty woman, right? Off of the movie with Julia Roberts and what you call him? Um, Richard Gere, right? Yeah. Um, so I remember when he took me to this restaurant, I didn't know what the fuck I was used to eating at Lucinda's, right? The, the diner, right? Or back then, Uno's, you can go and uh, Pizza Hut had a house where you could go and dine in, right? So I wasn't used to going to upscale restaurants, Wise was. And I remember him taking me to this restaurant where they had the waiters had the, um, I know I'm going to say rag, but they had the cloth on their arm. They had real silverware. Um, they had a wine list, all of that. I had went and got my hair done. i never forget. It was Boo's cousin. I haven't seen her in years. It was Boo's cousin. She knocked on my door. I had just came back from getting my hair done. I would go up on um, Hillside to get my hair in a doobie, right? The Dominicans used to always do my hair. That's the only place I would go. I ain't trust nobody else, right? And so I just got it done. And this is a side note. You never know who's watching you, right? So I go in the house, and for the life of me, I forget Boo's cousin name. I thought it was Sherelle, but I'm not going to guess. She knocked on my door, and I said, yo, what's up? She said, listen, somebody paid me and told me to come and get you. So I asked my father to hold my son, to watch my son. And I was like, you know, I asked my father, God bless the day. He was like, okay, go and come back. I said, okay. So this car pulled up, right? God bless the day, five, seven. <laughs> and Wise was in it. And I was like, how can I help you? And he was like, yo, get in. He said, I got to run to the mall. He was going to Green Acres. He said, I got to run to the mall. I want you to ride with me. I said, oh, okay. So all right. Right? So I jumped. It was a rainy day. Five, seven took us. I'll never forget it. And he was like, yo, you're so beautiful. I was like, thank you. And mind you, now this is what I had on. I kept my hair done. I kept my nails done and my feet done. That was it. The rest of my outfit was sweatpants and a t-shirt. That was my everyday wear. Not the same, but I always had sweatpants and a t-shirt. The shirt always matched the sweatpants. Some days I wear flip-flops. Some days I wear sneakers. And if my hair wasn't washed and set in the doobie, I wear a baseball cap. Turn it sideways, right? So I was a tomboy. Um, Wise brought me a dress because at the Encore, right? So you know I'm telling my age. Back then at the Encore, they was having... Something at the Encore. 
I don't know if it was Dougie Fresh was supposed to be there, somebody. Wiser brought me this purple and black dress and these shoes. And I just got my hair done. And he brought me like this little bit of jewelry. And Neil came and got me. He made sure Neil came and got me. I got dressed. I was pulling the skirt, the dress down, because I wasn't used. I'm used to sweatpants. I was pulling the skirt down, and when I got there, everybody was outside, because Wise kept on telling people, yo, wait till you see Donna. Like, wait, wait, wait. So when I came out of the cab, Everybody was staring at me. I tell you, no lie. <laughs> Everybody was staring at me. They was like, yo, that's Donna. Stop talking. Get the fuck. I jumped back in the car. Neil was like, yo, you look beautiful. Go ahead over there. I was like, no, take me home. He was like, yo, they calling you. Like, yo, you look so beautiful, shorty. Go have fun. I was like, nope, take me home. I'm going home. Either you drive me home or I... He's like, fuck it then, okay. And do the whole ride, right? No more than maybe about six, seven blocks. Um, He was like, yo, you are so beautiful. But at that moment and all those times, I didn't feel beautiful. So, you know, and Wise used to always say, yo, your shape is banging. And I used to be like, yeah, whatever. And he was like, yo, for you to have kids, you don't have no stomach. Okay. And I used to laugh. But um, it, it was crazy because everybody else that I assumed was friends. Here was Boo Cousin that she was like, we became friends. Like, we was really cool for that whole year, that summer. We was cool. And we, you know, when she would come out, cause she didn't live there. She came out for that summer and that summer we, yo, we were everywhere. We was having fun and he took me to the restaurant. Right. And he, that's, he called me pretty woman. And he was like, yo, you, you, you don't go to police. I was like, no, he was like, for real. So he showed me what fork to eat, the dinner fork, the desserts, you know, he was just showing me what goes on what side, um, how to order. Uh, ask questions if you don't know. Like, don't don't try to impress the next person. If you don't know, ask. Ask what's in it. Um, ask their recommendations. Um, always leave a tip for good service. They'll remember you. Um, and this is what why the drug dealer was. I'm I'm serious. Um, and we would we would go to the movies. We would go to restaurants. And he would he would be like, yo, try, wear this dress. Like, yo, I saw this. I thought it was. First, I was like, damn, nigga, you trying to make me into your daughter or something? Like, he was like, no. He was like, yo, you, you really are beautiful. You should just dress like this. And I never forget the last time I saw Big Wise, I had locks, right? And I went into Troy Vaughn's shop. And I was like, Troy, cut it off. And he was like, no. I was like, Troy, cut it off. He was like, oh, my God, your hair's so beautiful. I said, cut it off. So I took the scissors and I started. I said, now you have to cut it off. And I cut it off. And he was like, wow, I can't believe that you cut it off. And the first person I saw coming out, that's when Troy Boyne had his shop on 109. I mean, 107. 
and got bruh. And I came out and was just standing there and he was like, you know, the hair never made you beautiful. He was like, it was added. He was like, you really are beautiful. And I was like, what? Big Waz, what's up? He was like, no, you really are beautiful. He said, I, I have to give you that. You are beautiful. Um, he said, you just picked the wrong people to hang around. That's why no one sees your beauty. I never forget he told me that on 107 and Galbra. I'm thinking of all of this now because I've seen where you think you can bring people with you or you think that these people have your good intentions or you think that these people are great for you and come to find out once the curtain is moved, they're not. I keep telling y'all, man, my godfather, he told me one sentence now that I'm learning it. He said, hungry dogs eat alone. <laughs> and, you know, you always want to look out for people and you want to bring people with you. But the door of opportunity only fits one. Now, if you want to put your cape on and come back and help everybody, great. That's great. But before you help anyone, you first have to help yourself. You have to put... That foundation that you're standing on has to be secure before you allow anybody else to get on your foundation. And they have to be pouring into yours like you pouring into theirs. Not, I'm just pouring into you and that's it. That's all. Somebody asked me the other day, like, wow, if I be, I don't see you, you know, sharing a lot of people's stuff. I said, and I don't see a lot of people sharing my stuff. <laughs> so it works well. I said, how can I help you? And I kept it moving. I don't need to indulge. One, right? I'm just stating facts. When you are thinking that, you know, your team is set in stone, sometimes it's chips. I always say I want a team like the Black Panther had. I want his team. I want that dedication. I want that loyalty. I want that respect. Here it is. Michael B. Jordan, all of them. They all knew he had cancer. But guess what? They didn't leak it. They didn't tell it. They had an understanding. People ain't know he had a full-fledged family and all of the stuff he was doing. People didn't know that. You know? They got bits and pieces, but they did not know his personal life. And they respected that. Now, they may have told their story of their lives, which is beautiful. That's another thing that was very beautiful. I'm going to speak about me. I don't need to speak about anybody else. I came in this room, me, E5 Bale. That's why I love the team and the people that the Black Panther guy had around them because Michael B. Jordan spoke of himself. Every other actress from Angela Bassett, all of them, they all spoke of themselves. They didn't say, well, you know, this one, this one, or did you hear this? No, they spoke of themselves. That's it. The movie and themselves. They ain't speak about nobody else. They ain't say, hey, go check out my girl. They ain't say, hey. And people at one time was like, wow, why they not promoting? They are. They're promoting themselves. They came in the room. 
Hi, hi, how you doing? I, yeah, I want all the limelight. I need all the smoke. I'm not here to promote. Yeah, I'm, first, I'm starting with me. Hey, I got a part in the movie. Hey, I'm here. Hey. So, my name is up in lights. Why I'm focusing on them? You, who are you invited? Them or me? Who did you invite? Them or me? Because if you invited me, then I'm going to tell you about me. If you invited them, then let me go. Because you didn't invite, you know, who, who getting paid? That, hey, how you doing? Who getting the, the promo? Who's getting the, the who, who's getting all of this? Okay. There you go. Hi. Hi. And people were, they were like, oh, you know, that's kind of messed up. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. That's the problem. We so busy worried and entangled in somebody else's life. What are you talking about your life? I never forget. Oh, my God. I, I was doing a reading. The girl mentioned everybody else. Why? What, what that got to do with you? Focus on you. Why are you worrying about everybody else? Why? You don't have nothing to do with those people. Those people, guess what? Either sleep or they live in their lives. You called for a reading for you. Not them. Then let them call. But no, we get it twisted. We get so wrapped up in other people's lives that we forget that we have a life of our own. And that's what I'm telling you at the end of the day. Worry about your shit. Worry about you. Focus on you. Worry about you. Perfect your craft. Know what you're doing. See the things that you want in your life and go for it. Stop worrying about what anybody else is doing. So what if they talk bad about you? God bless. Small-minded people talk about people. Those are small-minded people. Why are we worrying about them? They small-minded. They can't even comprehend. They're, for real. At, at all. At all. They can't comprehend. I'll tell you real quick. I was on the phone with my brother yesterday. And he was talking about bags. Now, I love bags. I do. I love bags. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I want to... Um, get like uh, a bag for myself. I said, oh, okay, that's cool, that's cool. He was like, yeah, you know, because coach, I said, you do know there's other bags out there, right? Not just coach and Michael Kors. So he goes, I, I didn't know there was other bags. I said, well, first of all, the bags that I would want, I, I wouldn't buy anyway because unless I have all my financial things in order, I, I live in a big-ass house and have a few cars, then I sit and buy a Birkin bag. Other than that, no. So he was like a Birkin bag. I never heard of that. So I screenshot and said, he was like, oh my God, that's how much that bag costs? Yeah. I was like, yeah. He was like, uh-uh. I said, you do know in certain stores and in certain places, there's uh, another store adjacent to it where you have to be a black card member to go in. Now, mind you, I'm, I don't have a black card. Uh, I remember my boss, John Cornetta, he was going to this restaurant that used to be in Roswell. You had that black card. You know, and how I heard about it, I was, we was driving by, and I was like, why would And the guy stopped and said, you got to have a black card. Uh-uh. Certain things, you, you're not getting in. You know, okay, know your place, you're in your race. And I, I was telling him, I said, you know, Kim Kardashian, she, if, you know, she's tired of a bag. She usually gives it away, especially if you know what kind of bag it is. She's like, oh, this whole thing here. I said, so she ever give me a bag, I'm going to thank her first. Thank you, thank you, thank you, girl. I don't watch your show, but thank you. And I'm going to sell that goddamn bag and buy me a home, uh, some land, and live my life. Uh, okay? Uh-uh. I said, because if no one knows what a Birkin bag is, they're going to think it's a $10 bag off Jamaica Avenue. I, I, I don't have time for that at all. Uh, play your position. So when I showed them, which is, that's why if... 
before you start arguing with people, see if they're on your level. That's real talk. I love y'all.